When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin McCluskey on this uh, Sunday fixture. It finished Celtic 6, Aberdeen now. How do you respond, Kevin, to a 6 nothing defeat? I'm pretty sure in the history of Celtic Football Club, we have never gone two fixtures like the last two. That's a response, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, let's say... How do you respond to a 6-0 defeat? You go out and thump your next opponent 6 nothing and get it right at the system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we spoke about it before the game. We spoke about it at half-time. The result, the performance on the whole, was pretty much everything it had to be today. We flushed that performance out the system now and we can go on. Like, I'll say we, don't, we can't forget what happened on Tuesday night because there's a whole bigger picture behind that but in terms of performances on the park and getting mentality and mindset reset and all that today was everything it had to be really really good performance all round and yeah God, six nothing and we deserved it as well I've got mo- I've got moments or again large moments in the second half with not very many notes but if you think back to the first half the amount of saves that Kilrus has had to make in goals, he's saved them, he's kept it to nothing at half time. Second half, is he maybe not quite as in, intense from our point of view? But then when we turned it on in the last 15 minutes, I mean, that's what we can do. We can blow teams away domestically. We need to get to a level where we can compete like that in Europe. But domestically, when we want to turn on the style, we can turn on the style. And pile on the agony, as the song says. No, absolutely. And uh, we've been talking around the situation where you go from domestic action to European football. And it's very, very difficult to take the step up because of that particular word that was used by Brendan Rodgers and its quality. So you're up against a certain standard of team. If you play um, in that goldfish bowl long enough, the teams will eventually get results against you because your performance levels can't be maintained if you're not being challenged. But certainly what what it is difficult to do is to step it up and play a team like Atletico Madrid where you've been preparing for that game against St. Mirren Ross County. No disrespect, that's just a fact. 
But as you say, the only way you can come back from a 6 nothing um, trouncing is by winning 6 nothing, And that probably has never happened in the history of Celtic Football Club to be beaten 6 nil and then to win 6 nothing. I want to concentrate on the goals. I want to concentrate on some of the comments that are coming through. And then we'll talk about anything else that comes to mind. Um, I said uh, to yourself over the old WhatsApp, Kevin, that you and I have spoken about these these periods that Brendan Rodgers' team can almost rest with the ball. 15, 20 minutes, kill a game. They did it in Petodre. You disagreed. You just thought we were slack in the first 15, yeah. 20 minutes of the second half. Um, but it didn't really do us any harm because we were able to up the tempo. I just felt, you know, that first period of the game, which resulted in the 10 minutes of uh, play at the end of the 90 minutes, um, uh, you know, it was stop, stop, start, nothing to do with our play. I don't think there was the two injuries, obviously, to, to Yang and Kyogo. There was the VAR um, as well, the, the VAR check. So it's as if we couldn't get back into the flow and it was the fluidity that we lost. Um, yeah, I take I take on board the passing wasn't as crisp in that period, but we were able to then up the tempo when we had to. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to disagree with you on that, and we've seen it in many games in the past that we've kind of deliberately slowed the tempo and killed the game and, and you know made the game boring for 15 minutes, but that helps you win a game. Today, I just didn't feel it was our choice to do that. There was too many different things that you've mentioned that went on, like Kyogo's injury, then Yang going down. We never seemed to really get back to the rhythm from the start of the second half. So I don't really think it was planned to have, to have that period in the game where we were killing it that way. But the fact is, it doesn't matter in the sense if it was or if it wasn't. We know that we've got the ability and the quality, to use that word again, at this level to step it back up when we want to. And that's what we did today. So it might not have been a planned kind of slow phase in the game, but once we came out of it, we came out of it in our terms, and we've come out of it, we've looked positive again, created chances, we've won a penalty, and then after that, you get another three goals. So you can't complain with how we've reacted to that kind of negative moment in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and being able to up the tempo because we have done it by design in the past. So when you're having to do it and you're being forced to do it, you know the gears you have to go up, Kev. So absolutely. Uh, we'll run through the six goals. Say it again, six now. Um, six starting goals. off with, with Yang. Um, and we'll obviously be bringing in some of these comments because it's a busy one here. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. If you want to make a comment on a Celtic State of Minds YouTube videos, then all you have to do is subscribe to the channel. It's all free of charge. Uh, we obviously we stream every single weekday, we cover every single game, and there's extra additional fully produced quality content, there's that word again, um, <laughs> such as the Pierre Van Hooydonk video that's just about ready to drop, and that will happen this week. Um, you'll be interested to hear what Big Pierre, George Cadet and John Collins have to say to a Celtic state of mind when myself and Jerry Taylor spoke to them a couple of weeks ago at Don Max. Cell 88, um, that's how you take a penalty, minus the weird run-up. Yeah, no fan of the weird run up, but if it works, by the way, I shall take it, particularly when um, it looks as though we were better at missing them this season. Sean Thompson, Turnbull again. If you don't shoot, you don't score. We'll be talking about Turnbull once we get to his goal. He is a, a bit of an enigma for me, I think. You know, top goal scorer, obviously, albeit um, joint with Kyogo and O'Reilly, etc. But there are elements to his game, Kev, that you can see why he doesn't start. Yeah, I mean, it's a strange one because. You take the three goals in isolation over the last three games um, that Turnbull has played in. I only think he's had one good game. 
<laughs> it was like, you know, against Ross County, I thought he played well. But when you look at the goals, you think, how can you not play a midfield player who's got that in his locker, who, particularly against pack defences, we hear this all the time in Scotland, you know, playing up against the block, the two blocks of four, he can pull something out of a bag that he can't defend. Yet, he's not signed a new contract. Yet, come January, if he was to be sold, it wouldn't surprise me. But he shows you time and time again the quality that he possesses. It's a strange one, isn't it? It is. I'm trying to think of who said this first, but he's like that old phrase of an enigma wrapped up in a conundrum. In the, in, you know, like there's a player in there and he's trying really hard to get out, but he's not He's not making it. Um, because again, I was, I was thinking this before he scored his goal, that the St Mirren game, he was really poor. I felt in that game he scored, but he was poor when we yeah. spoke about it. Um, and I wouldn't have played him against Ross County. And then he puts in a man of the match level first half. I think he comes off after an hour, but he was brilliant in that game. But he can't keep the consistency going. And that's the thing with him. Right? You know that somewhere in there there's a player, but he's just not consistent enough. And I know I've got, probably got the folks in the comments that'll tell me I'm part of that. Is it the David Turnbull hate of CSC or something? Someone said that before. I can see where people think that at times because I'm sitting here and I'm I'm watching his play and I, I don't want to see him fail, but I'm almost seeing the failure in everything he does and then he pops up and scores a goal and it's almost like, shut up, Kev. <laughs> you, know, is, Kev. You, know he's, you know he's got it, but he's just yeah. not consistent and that's... The thing grates on me. The, the, there's two things I would take from that. The first one, if David Turnbull is doing that for any other team in Scotland, we're asking why we're not signing him, right? Yeah. Young, That's why Scottish we signed player. him, because he was doing it for Motherwell. Exactly. You know, if he was playing for Aberdeen right now, we'd be saying, why don't we sign him? But it's like you say, I think what has been evident is when it comes to the big Champions League games, even with Atati injured, what has Rogers done? He's given Bernardo the game. So th- there's definitely something missing there. And it's not just you and I that's seen it. And I'm certainly not a hater. I think the, the ability in that player is unbelievable. And I've said before, I hope he goes away to Italy. I think, you know, if he's to leave Celtic, go away to Italy and just sm- absolutely smash it, become a Scotland regular and make us eat our words. But at the same time, Kev... Sorry, just just not sorry to interrupt. The player he should look to is Lewis Ferguson, and he could be the next player to follow that one because he's gone out there and he's getting rave reviews at Bologna, yeah. scoring yeah. every other week pretty much. They're playing him as a false nine and out in the wing and he's doing things that you never thought he could do. Like speaking Italian. <laughs> and speaking Italian, CC. <laughs> and that's about as much as my Italian goes to. Yeah, but, yeah. Like he's doing things that he just never thought of, and he just maybe Turnbull just needs that change of environment as well, and a different league that focuses more on his strengths and what we can. I'm going to be greedy, Kev. Right? I would love to keep him and utilize him like we've been utilizing him when it suits us as a team. But the player's not going to be happy with that. And that that's where the well, second not. point comes in. I would like to keep him and just use him sparingly, use him in games like this where you know he can come on and, and score a, a worldly goal and all the rest of it. And he's done it three times in the last few weeks. Uh, started off the season with a man of the match performance against Ross County, a couple of goals. He's scored six so far and, and his game time hasn't been vast. I would be greedy and want to keep him, but you just, you're just you not going to be able to satisfy a player with the, 
the uh, the lack of game time that he's getting at the moment, Kev. He's looking at his age. He's thinking, I should be in Scotland squads, and he's not. Um, you, you know, as a young player at the moment, Kevin, it's one of the things you want to be involved with the Scotland national team because we're doing so well. We're getting to the big tournament finals, something that has been lacking for decades, almost a generation. So that will all come into it. Um, I'll be sad to see him go if indeed that happens. Uh, but at the same time, it opens up the discussion around that position on the park, Kev. Every single time we're coming into games now with Hatati being injured medium term, who plays? And now what we've got, we've got David Turnbull, Odenholm and Bernardo all having had starts this season. And of course, you've got a Wato who comes on and bosses the small cameo appearance that he gets today. He looked brilliant at Tynecastle. You and I have spoken about Awata quite a bit. I'm a fan, but he just doesn't really get the games, does he? Um, Tomoki Awata, I thought he came in today, wasn't on the part long. There was a moment where he broke up an attack and he done it in such a way that it was strength, wasn't it? It was just absolute strength where he wins the ball and then he transitions it into a Celtic attack. So we're in a situation where it's great to have the options, Kevin, but I don't think there's an absolute certain starter when you, you consider the starting lineup. Who's it going to be? Is it Turnbull for pulling one out the bag? Is it Awata for his defensive capabilities? Is it home who can do a bit of both? Bernardo, who looks composed and, and stepped up when he needed to in the Champions League. At the moment, is it clear to you who takes Atati's jersey? It's not. It's really not. Um, I would lean towards it being home for me because I think he's a really talented player and he's got he's got everything apart from the goals in his game. He, he's just hasn't scored yet, but he's got everything else in his game. He's got that wee bit defensive side about him. He's good at driving the ball forward. I think his link-up plays pretty good. So for me, it would be him. Yeah. But there's no one that's like nailed on as a replacement. There's not a like for like for Hatate. No, in the squad, and you see, everyone else gives something different. So Turnbull does give us that long-range shooting that no one else does. Maybe what we need to do for him is to lobby UEFA or FIFA to bring in tactical subs, so we can just bring him on for five or ten minutes when we need a long-ranger, and then get him off again. Um, but he's he's not quite done enough for me, and he's the all-round play to say that he should be the starter. Iwata, I don't know what he needs to do to get a start because everyone else has had the chance from the start and he's the only one that hasn't. True, yeah. He sees him as like a pure number six and he's a replacement for, for Callum McGregor and he's not going to let him play as an eight at any time. Maybe that's it. Bernardo, again, looks decent. Um, he needs to start starting games more though if he's going to justify us having a genuine interest in keeping him beyond the end of the season. Because the last times we brought in the players in loan to buys, it's been Carter Vickers and Jota. They were both straight in the first team and played every week. Yes. If we've got the same kind of deal with Bernardo, he's not quite done enough yet, but I still think he's a, a really talented player. But what we don't have is one that really stands out above the rest. It says, right, if a tatty's out, I'm a guaranteed replacement for him. So, yeah, it's a... It's a Sticky one for Rodgers, but you know, as I say all the time, he gets paid the big bucks to make these decisions. We don't get he paid. Don't. That's why we're sitting here discussing it. 
The thing is as well, Kevin, I think it's uh, depending on the opposition. Um, and that takes in, obviously, the upcoming games against Lazio and Feyenoord as well. Depending on the opposition, there might not be a stick-on starter in that position. You know, you might see Bernardo coming in. I would like to see a what I think you're right. I'd like to see him getting a... It's not like a pass-to-pass where you get a shot at a Celtic jersey, but I'd like to see him getting the opportunity because... You know, I, I think there was a judgment, very naturally, a judgment on Awata, the player, because he was playing centre half, and I, you know, and I know that he's played a lot of football there in Japan prior to coming to Celtic. I don't like him at centre half. I don't think that's his position. I really don't. Um, and obviously, when he was playing there as well, it was uh, on the back of guys like um, Kobayashi getting an opportunity and and then getting dropped for the Scottish Cup final, for example. We go into the preseason. And the new gaffers maybe just try to test him out, and he's played him right back, um, inverted fullback. You know that's not his natural position, but he played there. And he'd done okay, I think, in, in the preseason. And of course, uh, we'd seen him at centre half last season. But I want to see him as that number six. I think that he can boss a midfield. He's he's got a combative nature about him, um, and I'd like to see uh, a, a, a run of games if possible for Awata. But again, today David Turnbull shows us and reminds us uh, exactly what he can do. Um, some great comments coming in, and uh, here we go. Credit where credit's due, Claths, 1978. PJD, good year, that, 78. Check the pre-match comments. I said Palma and Yang would score. Hail, hail from Corby. There you go. Well, I hope you put a fiver on it. And Mount Kadath, uh, Mogwai fan, always welcome in here. Did you watch the interview I did with Stuart Braithwaite after he released his memoir? Uh, check it out. It's on the channel. And uh, we didn't labour the whole Celtic thing too much but as a plug when you read his book Spaceships Over Glasgow he talks quite a bit about Celtic he's obviously a big genuine big Celtic fan well he's not very big he's quite small but he's a Celtic fan nonetheless and I said to him you remember he did the uh, score for the Zidane documentary remember that Kev have you seen it so he does the score it was quite an arty documentary in that it's not like sit down talking heads interviews going through chronologically his career, which is normally what people do. Uh, it was basically, um, you know, 90 minutes of watching him in action and then with a score in the background, it was very cinematic and obviously Mogwai were the perfect band for him. I asked Stuart Braithwaite, if you were to do something similar for a Celtic player, who would it be? There you go. What You know, what was his answer? You'll need to watch the video. I'm not going to give it away. Um, Mount Kadath. Oh, you can't lead us into that one. Oh, that's exactly what we're doing. I need you to look <laughs> on the video and watch it. A good performance and result. I hope Kyo was okay. Aye, that was a sickener, actually. Tomoki looks a very tidy awesome. player. I'd like to see more of him. Hey, that's, that makes three of us. Um, yeah, Kyogo, we'll talk about the wee fella, Kyogo Furuhashi, but we're talking about the fact, I think, um, by the time 30 minutes were on the clock, he'd, he touched the ball five times. Uh, four of them were shots. One of them was a goal. Um, Kyogo's been deployed differently, but... I don't subscribe to the fact that he is ineffective. I don't subscribe to that at all, Kevin. Um, I think with Kyogo, you've seen on the 15th minute, um, it was Yang to Matt O'Reilly for yet another assist. God knows how many he's got so far this season. I know he had more than anybody else last campaign. But Kyogo still has it. He's shown it in the Champions League, two Champions League games back-to-back. He can score goals at the absolute top level. Um, He is, of course or was named, uh, along with Dyson Maeda. In the Japan squad, Maeda's injured. Hopefully, Kyogo isn't. So we'll start off with Kyogo, and undoubtedly it will lead us on to O, uh, just in case Kyogo does have to um, sit it out. What is, for you, the biggest change in his game 
because we're not finding them as often as we had done previously under Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, it's that style of play that uh, Rogers wants us to play, where he's he's no longer having to be a centre forward just in the box. He's, you know, his game it's it's a really complex game, I think, because. Okay, so he was a centre forward in the box and he was there to get the end of things on Durange and he was making that near post run every time for every cross uh, and that's what he did and he was ripping the, the reward by scoring the goals. When you change that, you normally think that you're going to involve him more in the game by giving him giving him the ball and letting him do like more of the, more of the creative work. Yeah. But that start that we came up with in the first half, he's touched the ball five times, but four of them were shots. What he does, though, and what his brilliance is, I think, is the movement. Because he will he will drop deep, but not just to collect, to collect a pass, but to create the room in for someone behind. Or the, the cross doesn't need to go to him anymore, but his movement pulls a defender away that leaves someone else the space because that's where Yang gets his goal, which we never really spoke about much yet. But I mean, that's a lovely cross by Palmer. The, the way that he, the technique that he's got in crossing is unreal. The way that he hits the football, but he's fired that into the back post, and there's Yang because Kyogo's given him the space, and he's there at the back post, and that's what he's doing now. He's like, he's using his intelligence, I think, to pull defenders around. Yeah, and that's yeah. the biggest change. He's not. He's not a like a an old-fashioned centre-forward. He's not even a modern false nine or anything like that because they'd be involved in linking the play. He's just playing a very unique kind of game. And then whenever he gets the chance in front of goal, you know, you're very confident he's going to score or at least hit the target. And you cast your mind back to the game at Ibrox where he gets one chance mm-hmm. and it's a one-hit on a half-volley leaning back with the ball too far in front of him to really connect with properly and he still puts it right in the corner he's he's top level when he when he's on it yeah it, no he absolutely is and you look at that goal and the two Champions League goals that he scored That you know these are big moments important goals for Celtic and um, yeah let's hope that it's a precaution it goes off and he's okay uh, what did you make of the decision looked- to to give him a yellow by the way did you um, think that was that was a wee bit for me it was a bit generous I should have gone either way. I wasn't overly upset that it was only a yellow because I've seen that the boys making what looked to be a fairly genuine attempt to win the ball, but genuine attempt to win the ball and clattering someone on the temple at that force could be reckless. Mm. So it could very easily have been a red card. And I, I think if it had been, I don't think you could really have complained about it if you were from the Aberdeen side. Um, yeah, but let's hope that Kyogo is okay because I could be a right sober. The good thing I, I think was that they were saying during the commentary that Celtic didn't use it as a concussion sub. Yes. So hopefully it's not that serious, it's not that bad, and he's just off as a precaution. Um, and he'll be hoping that, not just for his own personal health, but obviously because the guy that's come on to replace him has scored a double. So well, we'll talk about oh, because he, at some point. <laughs> well, he's been transformed ever since you wrote a blog about him, Kev. Let's be honest, right? Corvo, NUFC. Say, just, just name the next player. <laughs> name the next player you want a blog about, and we'll see. It doesn't matter how many words you put in for uh, James McCarthy. I don't think we'll see him this season. Aberdeen got <laughs> absolutely blitzed, says Corvo, NUFC. Brilliant, yeah, they were absolutely blitzed. And uh, Lane 
Vixer, Palmer and O'Reilly running the show. O'Reilly was outstanding, wasn't he? Both were exceptional. Special shouts to Yang today. I thought he had his best game for us. Um, yeah, absolutely. Took his uh, took his chance, took his opportunity to, to take that jersey. And we'll talk about him as well. Cardiff Carroll, O'Reilly's passing was as sharp as his haircut. Yes. Um, there was a moment, actually, where he's played the ball over for uh, the aforementioned Kyogo. Kyogo couldn't get on the end of it and... You know, it was just such a precision pass, but he's done it all season, hasn't he? And Bohi Bob, uh, someone get the stats, Palma versus Jota first three months. I think he will be very interested in that. Uh, also interesting, off tape, we were talking about it, me, you and James. Uh, so James, That's right, I was going to say. Yeah, James, James might pull those James, stats. Yeah, Listen. James brought that one up just at, just at the end of the, the half time there. Be interesting to do the comparison. I think it will probably surprise a few folk who might well, be ahead on goals and assists and all that. I haven't checked, but I, I think you, you know, it might not be the man you think it is. So it's the big eye test, isn't it? I mean, you remember moments and you remember in its entirety what Jota gave to the club and the fact he goes for twenty five million. That's what you remember. But within the same kind of game time. It will be very interesting to see a head to head. I think uh, Palma is coming on and on to the point where the ball that he plays um, for the, the final goal, the, the clincher on the outside of the boot, Kevin. I mean, in, in relation to <laughs> confidence, uh, a confidence player can do that. Someone who hasn't scored a couple of goals of such quality in, in recent times probably doesn't try that. And that the game that he was having as well, um, he was our main outlet throughout the game. Uh, Yang, obviously, he got injured as well, but Palmer was the main outlet. And it was like he was growing in confidence to to have the kind of the gumption to be able to just uh, play that with the outside of the boot, where it would have been easier to gumption. use the left boot. The gumption, yeah, that's a that's an awesome word. He used the <laughs> it, exactly. There you go. And uh, it was just it was praying, it was screaming out to get finished, and it was finished. But I think Palmer uh, obviously scored a goal himself. Uh, he was doing an incredible amount of damage. The goal that he scored, here's another word, bit of panache from Palma for his goal, Kevin. And um, yeah, let's have a look at the stats. Let's put him up against Jota and see where he stands. We should. I can't wait for the... And James said he was going to do the blog on that one, so I can't wait for that to come out because, yeah, we all know Jota. We all know how good a player he was and he was... He's the, the typical kind of bums on seats and then bums off seats kind of guy. He gets folk in the stadium yeah. and then he gets you off the seat every time he got the ball because you were expecting a wee bit of magic. And that bit of magic was how he was going to run at somebody, the bit of skill he was going to use to beat him, the shot, the cross, whatever it was. Um, brilliant plenty of Adored him when he was here. And Palmer comes in and he's not the same kind of player. Right? I, I would I would far rather go to a game to solely watch Jota than I would Palmer because I think he's a more entertaining player. But the thing that Palmer's got is like we're running out of superlatives to describe him. I've said he's what was it? He's, his crossing's been delicious. It's scrumptious. He's gallus. You've just thrown in the gumption and panache. Like where else can we go with him? But let's keep it going. Out, like we, we need to find something else. For him. But all of them. Right. you're not just throwing them around for the sake of throwing around a, a bigger a fancy word right? because you can't just say oh it was a good cross the one for the O's goal it's the outside of the boot right? mm -hmm. 
that's just class. That's that's a technician that worked for that one. It's outside yeah. the boot and it's right on O's head. It's not just all oh, hit it with outside of my boot because I can't take a man on anymore because I'm tired or because there's I don't know if there's another option here. No, he's he's packed his man out. Even the penalty, I can't remember who it was that commented on it at first. Hate the run up. Absolutely agree with that. Hate those stupid run ups. Almost will a player to miss when he does them. Unless he's wearing the green and white hoops, of course. But then the way he strikes the ball, perfect penalty. Yep. It's the it's the directness, it's aye, the gallusness of everything he does. He fires in cross balls to areas. I don't think he tries to score all the time, but he puts everything in those danger areas. Like it's deliberate when he fires it in, knowing that if there's a touch, so we touch is all it needs to go in. He's putting it in corners so that if no one touches it, there's a good chance it goes in unless the keeper has to make a, a quality save. He's um, he's such a direct and dangerous player that, you know, we've, we've talked about not having a direct replacement for Jota. Maybe we don't need one because we've got someone else who's given us a different option, a different threat. But my God, he was, uh, he was excellent again today. And I... Uh, I don't have any superlatives for him, but I'll think of one for the next time. Because yeah. you know that the next game against Motherwell, he's going to do something special again because he's got that in. Wouldn't surprise me. And we found a penalty taker as well. So there you go. Neil Reid says it. And Except so so Palmer's on penalties from now on. <laughs> I don't think so, Paul or Neil. Don't blame me. Neil said it. Neil's words. Um, here's another one from Loopy33. Great to hear from you. The difference between the third biggest club in La Liga versus the third biggest club in the SPL is 12 goals. This is what we're talking about with regards to the step up in quality and how difficult it is. Absolutely is. Um, Daniel F., Yang, Palmer, and O'Reilly were outstanding. They were. Who was your man in the match, Kev? Yang. Yang? Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going with him. Yeah. Palmer was think... awesome. He's, he's done everything he has to do today. He scored, he set up goals. O'Reilly was almost as beautiful as his hair, as always. You know, he was just phenomenal. But Yang, I give it to him because he's the guy that's really come in to the team. Like, not from the goal, but he's not been starting regularly. And yeah. the first half, I thought he just, he ripped Mackenzie a new one in the first half. Every time he was he was taking him down the line and was cutting in field, again, it was the three passes that were deliberate. It wasn't, there was no hitting, hitting hopes. He's done that. He's got his first goal. He took a few hefty challenges before the one that took him off and he got up and just played on. I thought he was really, really impressive. And because we know what we can get from O'Reilly, we know now what we can get from Palmer. Yang's was another one of those performances that makes you think, right, here's another player. He'll be in a few months' time if he keeps on going like this, a player you expect that level of performance from. And what we're doing now, Kevin, is in time looking at that transfer window and we're saying, well, actually, we might have got three players out of that window. Then Novrosky comes back, gets up to speed. You might end up getting four. It just seems that the impact has been slow in developing. Um, and, yeah, I thought Yang was brilliant. And I've pointed out before, I like his defensive qualities as well. Not quite uh, the same as Maida, but he is well uh, willing to, to come back and work and win the ball. And I think he did it well. 
One point I would make is Palma had been previously called Rogekesk in his um, the way that he was able to strike from distance, etc. I think there's a wee bit of the Rogic and a wee bit of the Elianusi in him. You know, actually, uh, when you when you think about Palma, Elianusi, a player who probably um, played at a bad time uh, for Celtic in the in the kind of the last part of his Celtic career, actually obviously scored a, a European goal the other night against Man United. But um, yes, I think that Palma has shown us all the attributes of a player who could really continue to progress. And uh, I hope that obviously he's going to be missing the, the game against Lazio, but I hope that when he's put on that pl- platform, he continues because he, he has not been phased on the Champions League nights either. Uh, one final shout out to the big fella, O. Kevin uh, wrote about O and the fact that it had a really good campaign, actually, if you were to look at the minutes last season and the goals that he was scoring. Um, and then he seems to, uh, it almost looked as though he wasn't getting a, a good run of it this season. He was getting eight minutes, 12 minutes, that kind of thing, to the point where um, until a couple of weeks ago, Kevin had only played 86 minutes of football combined. And then he comes in again today, uh, like he did against St Mirren. And um, I thought, you know, he does give you something different. It's a different dynamic. And he, he manages to get a couple of goals. Uh, it's going to do his confidence the world of good. And what we've seen from Brennan Rogers again, was his um, willingness to take off Callum McGregor and give him a bit of a rest. He's obviously rested Matt O'Reilly recently. He's rested Cameron Carter-Vickers. And if he decides to to rest Kyogo, he knows that O is there. Obviously, in fact, Kyogo was rested, wasn't he, the other another week there when, when O led the line. So it gives you that option, doesn't it? There's there's other areas of the park that I've got concerns about, but I think in terms of a backup, O is showing that he's more than capable. Yeah, he is. His goal against St Mirren came at the perfect time, not just because I've written the blog about him, um, but because he absolutely needed a goal at that stage. Like the game against Hearts beforehand, he's almost been trying too hard that he misses a couple of chances before Iwata steps up and shows him how it's done by firing that one in the roof of the net. And you could just tell he was getting to that point where it was beginning to bother him, it felt. Yeah. And he's... Which is a bit of a surprise because he seems like a very confident kind of lad. And then when he gets the goal against St Mirren, it's like he's back. He's clicked back into place again. And then to get the two goals again today, so soon after that, that, that Sibirin was not a flash in the pan then. That was him. And he's got two goals today. And now you do, you just feel like if you had to take Kyogo at the side for a week or two, you've now got a replacement coming in that you think you've got the, the trust in that he can heal the liver. Yeah. Then what happens behind him, I suppose, which would be the concern, you know, if you didn't have Kyogo, who comes to replace O? That's another question for another day but in terms of O himself yeah those goals have been absolutely vital to him he shows a very different side of uh, centre forward play and centre forward game than Kyogo does but he just gives us an, an extra threat and he's uh, the second goal today was and the first goal is all about Palma but then he strikes his instincts to be six yards out waiting for the cross the second goal when he gives the keeper the eyes brilliant I mean, he's cleaned through. He's got the chance to square it if he wants to James A. Forrest. He looks up, tells the keeper I'm putting it to his bottom left and sticks it bottom right instead. That's that's class again. So really, really chuffed and happy to see him do that. 
And then the other one you'd mentioned there was Roger's willingness to take Callum McGregor off as well. Mm. He's done maybe just for the final, which should have been 10 minutes, but turns out to be 20, given all the yeah. stop time. But he's done it at 3-0. So it's not as if he's waiting until the game's, I mean, the game's won, I know. But he's not waiting until it's like completely over. He's uh, he's done it then. He's given McGregor a good rest, but he's given good minutes on Iwata. And again, like, we spoke about him since last season when every comes in and plays. I don't think he lets us down. There's always something positive about his game. It's a wee bit of extra strength and grit that he adds to the midfield. It's a composure in the ball against Hearts. He got forward and scored. Mm. Um, so at some point, I'd really like to see him get a start. The only thing is, it probably means it's a game that Callum McGregor doesn't start. So you have to choose the opposition wisely for that to happen. But I mean, all round, all the subs I think came on and all contributed today, which is exactly what you want to see. We need to see it. Uh, there was a few weeks where that, that wasn't happening. We were a bit concerned. And by the way, the final comment of the day goes to AG, AJSC Tech. I think we've maybe just found a new nickname for Big O because you're calling him the Korean Alan McAnally. It could be Rambo. There you go. Well done. I like it. Anyone who remembers Big Alan McAnally. <laughs> Alan McAnally used to wear long sleeve top for Celtic, but the, the sleeves were too short because he was such a big guy and they were uh, halfway up his forearms. But yes, big Rambo, um, the Korean Rambo. I can I can see where you're going with that one. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. It has turned out to be a far uh, more enjoyable game and post-match discussion than it was on Tuesday night. Uh, win, lose or draw, we are there, Kevin, regardless. And today was one of those days that uh, was happy to talk about the game, the six goals, and we move on from there as well. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. One last thing I'm going to say, and I know a lot of people say this, when they're, they're actually promoting a gig and an event, etc. But we announced four or five days ago, Martin O'Neill at Greenock. It's the Beacon Arts Centre. We're stepping everything up. Several gears um, in that. There's going to be big uh, screen visuals. There's going to be live music with Paul Sheridan from the Wakes. I announced it about four or five days ago. It's a 500 capacity. We've sold 350 tickets already. So if you do want to come along, ideal Christmas present. Ticket link is underneath this Video. Thank you, every single person, for getting involved, and thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Podcast Network.